0: Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations with your
1: host, James McLean.
0: Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLean, and I'm joined today uh, by
2: my fellow co-host, Abby. How are you doing today, Abby? You know, James, it is freaking cold but other than that i'm pretty good you know it's the time of year where i'm wearing lots of hoodies and socks inside but
0: well it's still not really heat on yet here in the south in north carolina it is still late summer i mean we're not hot anymore uh but we're not uh we're not into spring i mean we're not into to really cold fall weather yet. So, Abby, today you and I got to spend some time with a good friend of mine, someone that I met uh, through the Ziegler organization, uh, Jill Helwig. Now, Jill Helwig worked for Mr. Ziegler as a salesperson in her early part of her career. She was actually referred to him affectionately as the bear hunter because she went after the big sales and she repeatedly would meet her sales quota and exceed it, sometimes by as much as 300%. I mean, three times what she was supposed to sell, she was reaching. She was extremely successful. Her husband worked for Mr. Ziegler as well. And she now is a part of a group called Brand New Coaching. Brand New You Coaching. In which she helps people reach uh, their potential, uh, helps them bridge the gap from where they are in life to where they want to be. And... She laid some truth bombs on us today. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) What did you get out of this? And what is our audience going to love about this?
2: Well, I'm going to let you know that um, about half hour into this, there is the best quote you've ever heard. I'm not going to share it with you now because you need to have the same shocked reaction I had. But we talked about a lot of great things with Jill and, you know, when I asked my favorite question, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? She talked about being present and how sometimes as someone who has futuristic in their strengths, that it's hard to be present in the moment. And um, she and I shared that strength together. Um, but to talk about being present and to appreciate the season you're in because it's going to affect the seasons before you or but, to come after the season that you're in is really, really important. And to stretch that hustle muscle, but still to stay true to who you are. And I think that there's just a lot of really good tidbits. And this is probably something that I'll go back to and listen multiple more times. So make sure that you bring your notebook and something to write with. Because it's absolutely amazing. This might not be the one to listen to in the car, but you know, <laughs> you do. Just make sure you like pin it and come back.
0: <laughs> you know, one of the great things that you guys uh, have the benefit of that Abby and don't, Abby and I don't is we're do, we're listening to her live in the moment. We don't have the ability to back it up and say <laughs> right. what was that that she just said. Uh, right. What what was that? So there's some there's some great stuff here, and Jill is just amazing. Um, and what is she sharing her life experience, the practical things. You can tell that that, that she really has studied this and is, is ready to share. So let's stop talking and get straight to our interview uh, with Miss Jill Helwig. Hey, welcome to the Gen Z Show. Thank you so much for agreeing to, to be our guest today there was something that you had posted maybe over a month month and a half ago that that i was so inspired by that i said i want to have jill as a guest here because what she has to offer adults our youth audience and those who work with them need to hear and so thank you for being a part of our show
1: no thank you for having me i'm so honored you would ask and that you're reading my social media posts <laughs> that they're actually hitting the target that's good news <laughs> there there you go uh, our audience
0: you know uh, abby and i introduced you a little bit in the pre-interview in the intro video but our audience wants to hear from you who you are so share a little bit about who you are and introduce yourself to our gen z audience
1: well it's nice to meet you all i think the best way to describe me one time i was going into an interview at a university and I was interviewing to be a judge for a sales contest. And the guy was looking at my resume and he said, wow, you sure are multifaceted. (laughs) And I laughed because I was like, well, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Um, But uh, I've had the privilege of just really being in corporate America for 20 years and then My husband and I did full-time ministry for about four years, and then I was able to stay home with my four kids. And um, so I've done that, and now I've started my own company uh, for the last eight years. I've been balancing that with being a mom to those four. So multifaceted, I guess, is what I do, but um, Brand New you Coaching, we help people maximize their strengths so they can realize their limitless potential. We just know there's so much inside um, all of us, but sometimes it's just hard to get it out. Uh, You know, you just have all these things inside of you that, you know, that are seeds of greatness or that people have spoken into you before. Or maybe you just heard from God things that you're supposed to do, but um, what we find is that people just don't always know how to do that. And so as a coach, it's my job to really just pull that out of people, find the treasure within and just keep digging and digging. So i love to ask a lot of questions and um, just just get to know people right where they are.
0: Well, you deal a lot, obviously, with with adults, helping them reach their goals in, in business and, and helping them reach their life goals. But what you're doing and what you're just talking about helping folks realize their potential that's a big issue we need to deal with with youth. that is that is something that well you know i'm a parent and i you know you and i are parents we have children about the same age that is something we struggle with trying to help them so let's let's break that down how can the things that you do to help adults realize their potential how can we actually apply that to youth with working with youth and and that youth can take advantage of and those who work with them?
1: Yeah, well, I I think just even this generation, Gen Z is um, they're saying, you know, we're going to be one of the most the, the best generations because of what they have been through and mm-hmm. um, along with the technology that they have. But despite all of that, despite all of the advances, uh, we still find that so many of them are asking, you know, questions like, how do I, you know, become what I, what I want to be? And do I even, I don't even know if I have a dream. Like, what, what are my dreams? How do I find that out? And um, how do I even be satisfied with where I am right now when I know that there's so much more inside me? So those are questions that are really tough. And what we like to do is we really want to help everyone, including youth, just discover what is your design? You know, all of us have a unique fingerprint. We all have, um, there's only one of us. And we like to say there's only one you and only you can do what you were put on this earth to do. Your mom can't do it. Your dad can't do it. Your siblings can't do it. Um, And so because of that, you were born at a specific time in history. And um, what is it? Why were you born at this specific time? What is it that you're here for? What are you supposed to do? So we like to ask these questions and and get kids and, and adults both just really starting to analyze. That's the first step of of our program.
0: So how, let's just lay that down. If a youth were to come into your program uh, or a parent would to want to do this, how do you help them define what is their design? You know, what would be step one? Um, yeah, I'm right so I, now, how do I, how do I do this? How <laughs> do me as a parent go to my child, my 18 year old, and, and help him realize what is he designed for?
1: Yeah, well, what I love to do is a SWOT analysis. And this is something that we did in corporate America. And I was actually taught this by Chris Dunham. And when Chris and I would go into companies, you know, we would go into Fortune 500 companies. We worked with the National Guard. We worked with recruiters. We would go in and use this process. But this process works as an individual as well, no matter what your age is. And the SWOT is just really, what are my strengths? That's your, your S. Um, what is it that I do so well that it comes so naturally for me, you know, that I don't even know I'm doing it well. Uh, and, and it's, sometimes it's hard. So you have to, you know, with youth, you have to ask your friends, you have to ask your parents, you have to ask those people who are around you. Um, what do I do? Great. That no one else, that no one else does. And then the, the next thing is the W it's your weaknesses, Uh, What are some of the areas that need improvement? And we don't want to focus on these areas, but we do want to identify them in case there are any gaps in like character. So, for example, Mr. Ziegler used to always say, you know, to write out those areas, like if you're if you're not punctual, I'm going to put that on a little note card and I'm going to make sure that I work on that character quality this week. You know, Mr. Ziegler would talk about those qualities of success. So let's identify what your weaknesses are so we can see if there's any areas there that need a bit of improvement then what are my opportunities? These are like your um, external factors, uh, things that could be happening for you right now, potential job opportunities, potential um, schools that you want to attend or graduate programs or additional training. Uh, What are are those opportunities that are before me? How can I take advantage of those? And then the T is what are the threats? Uh, What could be preventing me externally from achieving what I want to? So, for example, with COVID in the last year, there's been a lot of threat there that's kept people on a delay. Um, What do we what do I need to do to kind of just pace myself to a place where I can overcome the threats in the right timing? So I think a good place to start is that SWOT analysis. It's been really helpful for our clients in our intake form. That seems like it would be very
0: strong for youth to be able to go through. Uh, this past Sunday, yeah. my one of my best friends, uh, I was talking to his wife about their children. They have uh, several children and their oldest is very focused very career driven, already working and doing great things, has actually worked for me some uh, as well. And and he's just, you know, moving on in life. You know, he's 25 now, but their second child is, is struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't feel like that school's for them, hasn't found their thing. And I was, I was going through that in my mind as you were going through this and thinking how, how hard would it be for me to engage him in this? I mean, is there, is, do you think it's, this is this, Outside the outside thing, do you think this is going to be difficult for youth to do? You think we're going to have problems getting youth to understand how to do this? Abby, you can pipe in on this as well after
1: after Jill shares
0: as well. If you think that that your generation would have problems with this,
1: you know, I think for for me, I have three boys that are all teenagers and a little girl, and. I know it's hard for my kids to hear these things from me. So as I'm a coach, but you know, they're always like, mom, don't coach me. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you experienced that, James, and if you did with your parents, Abby, and I know how I was with my folks. I mean, they are the ones who introduced me to Mr. Ziegler, but I would put on my Sony Walkman back then and they would play Mr. Ziegler in his audio tapes in the car. And, Uh, You know, I'd put on my Sony Walkman and and block him out. But then when they didn't know it, I would take it off on these long road trips and I would listen to Mr. Ziegler and those seeds were getting in there. Um, But not until I needed it a bit later in life, you know, when I was in college and and beyond. And so I think one of the the most important things is for for youth to have mentors um, that aren't just you know, their parents, because, you know, we're talking to our kids and about these things all the time, but that we say it so much, you know, sometimes they just need to hear it in a different language. And I don't know if you've experienced that, Abby, but.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah,
1: I feel maybe I'm becoming a little wiser as I uh, get older
2: and maybe my parents aren't the crazy um, dumb people I thought when I was a teenager. (laughs) yeah and my parents hopefully will listen to this podcast and they will say that i admitted this and um, because i will never tell them that to their face exactly but i i totally agree and like sometimes it just takes somebody else saying it and i i feel very fortunate now um where i'm at in life that i have a great relationship with my parents and frequently seek advice from them but i've also they've taught me to surround myself with Peers who I also see as role models, and I can think about um, a few select individuals that, who, if I were to do this SWOT analysis, I would go and seek information from. Wh- what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And they would be completely objective yes. and give me honest feedback. <clears throat> but I think about if I would have done a SWOT analysis as a kid, it'd be really hard for me. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a perfectionist at my core. And like, so time A, I know James is like, what? No way. <laughs> but um, to be, to, even though I'm very aware that I have weaknesses and that I'm not perfect at everything, it's really hard to see that in writing. And, but that's also like where magic happens is when you can, ad, you know, admit something and admit your faults and where you need to seek help. So I think that that would be one of the challenges in our generation, in my generation, um, is how how do you, connect kids um, with themselves, not even with other people and with role models and mentors. Cause I think that that is becoming such a more normalized part of our society and our culture, but you get farther and farther away, the more people you add from what, who you are at your core. I don't know, Jill, what do you, what do you think about that? I could be totally off base too.
1: (laughs) I think that's just really amazing. What you said, connect to themselves um, because of, you know, technology, social media, all of those things, the the art of silence and solitude and, oh, and reflection, um, <laughs> that is a challenge for, you know, the youth. I know when you used to do these, these camping trips and, you know, you would take the kids to the mountains, or I know for, for mine, when they go to, to camp, uh, in the summer, they hear things that they don't normally hear, you know, and they get that chance to reflect. So uh, as much as we can encourage youth to take time to do that, I think it's really important that all of us, youth and adults, we all stop um, because that's what what happened to me is uh, when I I I was my parents had introduced me to Mr. Ziegler and I was able to start working for him um, at the age of 24 and I worked for him for, for all those years and got so much good training. But at the, the age of 38, I hit a wall and I crashed. Mm. And so I think it's important for everyone to know, youth, parents, you know, and everyone in between, uh, that there are going to be times in our life, you know, over and over again where we have to stop and reinvent ourselves And we need a process to fall back on. And that's what the Ziegler process does. And that's what my brand new process does. It's like we just we need something to fall back on so that we can understand who we are and kind of get out of of the place of being stuck. Uh, And that's what happened for me. I was our company. We had moved from um, a big high rise In North Dallas. And I had this beautiful office where I would like make all these deals at Ziggler. And it was just this amazing experience. But I was starting to have children at the time. And so I would only go into the office two days a week. And um, so I would work from home the other three days. And we decided to save like a whole lot of money per month on the rent. And so at Ziegler, we moved from this beautiful high rise to this one story um, building that we sublet from another company. And uh, when we got to that building, there wasn't even the name Ziegler on top. So it was like it, uh, it was just this nondescript building. And because I only worked in the office two days a week, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to take a cubicle. I don't need an office. And why don't you just put me at the front of the building? And um, so they put me there at the front of the building, but it didn't have Ziegler on top. It had this big sign and it said endoscopy clinic. on the outside. (laughs) And so people would come in all day long. I was only in the office two days a week and I was trying to just kind of put my head down and stay focused and work during those two days. And I didn't want to be interrupted. I just wanted to make calls and meet with my clients, but people would come in and interrupt because I was right at the front all day long and be like, is this the endoscopy clinic? I'm here for my appointment, you know, (laughs) and I would have to stop what I was doing, turn and come out of my cubicle and say, no, this is the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And then they would see the wall of gratitude with all the pictures of Mr. Ziglar and the people who had helped him get to where he was. And they would see that you guys probably remember that building, but they would see that and then they would be just so overjoyed and I would be frustrated because I'm like, I have to go do my job, you know, and I'm only here two days a week and don't interrupt me, you know, but then one day I, I had just gotten back from kind of giving these people this tour because they were so excited. And I sat down in my cubicle and um, I just felt, you know, this whisper that said, you don't even know who you are. And I was like, what do you, you know, what are you talking about? And, and it was, you know, you don't realize you're the only Ziggler that these people will see right now. There isn't a sign, you know, you're brand, they're brand new to this office and you're representing this man and this company and these principles that have made a difference in, you know, a quarter billion people's lives. And so you're, you are the branding, you are it. So you need to know who you are. And it was really in that moment that something was being birthed in me to start my own company, this brand new you, because it was, you know, trying at at the time I was, I was, I was, had been there so long and I had really achieved every goal I ever had set out to achieve in life. And I know that sounds weird, <laughs> um, but at 38, because I started setting goals at 16 um, with Mr. Zickler, because my dad had given me over the top. And so when I, I hit a wall like that, then I started getting this idea for this new vision. And the, the vision was you have to know who you are. You have to know what you offer and you have to put it in a system. And that's what I did all the years I was at Ziggler. And so from then on until about eight months later, when I actually graduated from working from Ziggler for 14 years full time, I I just um, knew that I I knew my purpose. I knew why I was there. And it wasn't just to make sales. It was to be that go-between for that moment in time. And so if youth can realize, you know, sometimes you have an assignment Um, In your life, that isn't the assignment that you thought you were going to have. You know, sometimes you may be playing on a team and you're not the starter. You're just on the kickoff team, you know, and you thought you were going to be this amazing, you know, superstar. Um, But right now you're filling a role and you're doing what the role is and the assignment is that you're supposed to do. Sometimes you work in a job, you know, at the beginning of your career that, is not your dream job. It's not that thing that you've always wanted to do. But if you can understand it's an assignment that you're being asked to complete in that season and make the most out of that assignment while you're there, then you can be elevated and kind of grow into a bigger place as you know who you are and know what you offer.
0: You know, I'm glad you're saying that because that that is – there's something that has been kind of on my mind. I'm working with youth a lot lately. is It's helping them understand that they have to do certain things now in their life to prepare them for the opportunities before them. It's like Please. that young man that I was sharing with you earlier. He says, "I'm not. School's not for me." I, I, you know, I, he did. He did what did not do well in a class, and now he's kind of branded himself as "I'm um, school is." Not me. I'm I'm a failure in school because I didn't do well in this one class. I can't do things, and I, I think you struggle understanding. Currently, they struggle understanding. I have to do certain things at this stage of my life. I have to take this step, even though I don't like it, in yeah. order to get to going down and mm-hmm. going forward and stuff. So, yeah, how do we? How how can we get them to understand that? how do we get them to clue in on that
1: Uh, (laughs) i'm solving this problem for the whole youth generation let's see (laughs) i don't know no
0: i've (laughs) said this many times these these podcasts are as much Free counseling for me, as it is.
2: Uh, <laughs> Even that, James. Amen.
0: <laughs> as it is, help for those who listen to us. This is this yeah. is my free therapy right
1: here. Uh, really. We
2: can usually figure out what's on James and I's mind there for the week. And what, what we're contemplating, yeah. and the questions we ask.
1: <laughs> All I can say is that you know I feel like what. And, and these are universal concepts that we have to tweak for the age group that we're with, you know, um, and make our examples appropriate. But I think these are universal concepts like the these things that um, are important in life. One of, one of the things that hit me is... Um, A a lesson that I learned was that people will always say to you something like, oh, you're made for that or that's your purpose or that's your calling or you're destined to do that. And I would always get confused when people would say that. I didn't know what that what that meant. Like, oh, you think I'm good at this or. So I think it's just really important um, that we give kids a process of self-discovery and self-design and it's almost like putting together a piece of a puzzle a a puzzle you know there's so many different pieces that go into place and as you put one piece in place like one thing that we do is the meaning of your name you know like how? What is the meaning of your name, and and why did your parents name you that? And how can that you know determine your purpose? That's just one piece to the puzzle. Another one might be like your StrengthsFinder profile, and that's a huge thing at, that helped me at 38 when I was in that cubicle at that time. Is I found the StrengthsFinder 2.0 profile, and it's now called the Clifton Strengths. And when I found that, it helped me. Just understand who I was and and articulate to other people, but even to myself, it just helped me um, communicate to myself. Okay, this is how I'm wired. These are my natural talents. These are my natural gifts. How do I make them stronger? So every piece to the puzzle is like an aha moment that hopefully comes together to build that pretty picture of our lives.
0: That's strong. That's strong. I, oh, I had thought about. The, the aspect of having them learn what what is the meaning of their name how do they get that um,
1: yeah it's it's really interesting I don't um you know I I I likened it to Adam in the Bible when God allowed him to name the animals. You know, he got to do that. He got to give them an identity. But our name is our first identity. And so many of us struggle with our identity. Um, There's a book that that I found. It's called The Name Book. And I wanted to show that by Dorothy Historia and just recommend it because inside that book, it not only gives the meaning of the name, but it also uh, everything I do is is pretty faith based. But it also gives a scripture that goes with it. And it's so powerful for those people that will lean into that and really meditate on it. And, you know, ask what is, you know, what, what am I being asked to do because of just my name, you know, what's my identity. So it's just a good starting place. Abby, how did you get your name?
2: My name, I think mom and dad just really liked the name Abigail. And Abigail means the joy of my father, which is kind of cool. Laughter. I am my dad's daughter, for sure, and I'm a total daddy's girl, Um, so that's cool. My middle name is Elizabeth, because my great grandma um, told my parents that that was her middle name, and they wanted my middle name to be her middle name. And she died when I was three, and when she died, they found out that she had two middle names and not one of them was Elizabeth. Oh, no! (laughs) So it's really, really funny. Um, Thank you, Great Grandma Klutz, for telling my parents that my middle name is Elizabeth. I really love it. So it's not a big deal, but uh, just kind of crazy. That's
1: hilarious. It, it, it was pretty, pretty great. So so in this book, your name means secure in God. Oh, and so that. you can stand in that as a part of your purpose. I love um, that. Yeah, it just, you know, it's it's like, okay, you probably give other people security too because of what your name means.
2: Is that
0: that Abby or Abigail? It's Abby.
1: I I love that. Yeah. I had never, I didn't know that. (laughs) This book is really cool. And then Elizabeth means consecrated. So if you've ever felt set apart or you've ever felt alone or you've ever felt, you know, I'm different, Well, that could be an indication why, because you're actually consecrated. You're actually, you know, a special Mm -hmm. individual that has been set apart for greatness. So things like that, that just come together as like a little puzzle piece uh, are just a great process that I think can help all of us to fall back on no matter where we are in our life. But especially when we're young.
0: I love that. That is strong. Is it different for Abigail than it is for Abby? I was just curious. <laughs>
2: now. Now we're like intrigued. <laughs> well, I, well, well he's you gonna... know why
0: my youngest, his name is. Yes, uh, we call her Abby. You know, it's Abigail. So, uh, and Let's I was just see. curious. We,
1: we share a run. great name. Let's see if I can find Abigail.
0: Your name, Abby, is is both of my daughters' names. Abigail is.
1: Oh, and Abigail. So Abby was secure in God and Abigail is cherished of God. Wow. I love this. And it's also my father rejoices, which is similar to what you all said earlier. Yeah,
0: that's that's where we that's where we got our child's name from Abby. Yeah. Abigail. Um,
1: yeah. So cherished. You know,
0: she, as you and I were talking off screen, you know, the, our youngest and your youngest, you know, is kind of just our present because there's a big gap, you know, there's a seven year gap between number two and number three. And where we had seen it, it was father's laughter. And, and I thought that was appropriate because, you know, when (laughs) Uh, my wife said uh i think we're we're gonna have a child uh, here you know i just laughed and uh, of course her response was not laughing because she was going to be 40 and she was not laughing i was i was like oh wow this is great let's let's go for four and no
2: oh my gosh why can i see that conversation just perfectly playing out i know right <laughs> oh I, love oh it. I absolutely love that.
0: I, I Jill, I never really thought of of that before of
1: Well, you of know, having that's a them identify thing. their name. That's a simple thing. It's just always like kind of our starting place because It's it's their identity. Right. We want to bring everybody back to what is your identity and not just, you know, some a lot of people, they their parents don't even know why they named them that they like Jordan. So their name's Jordan or whatever, Um, you know, and maybe it wasn't a spiritual thing, but um, all of that works together for our good. And it is your identity. It's what you're called so many times a day. And so let's let's put that with your purpose And so like for for your Abigail, uh, you know, cherished is probably what she is being that youngest child. And but maybe she makes other people feel cherished as well or she Mm. has that ability. So that's what you want to look at is you want to say, okay, how does this name give me purpose? Not only does it give me an identity, but it also gives me a purpose. Hmm. A lot of Please. the times what I say is if you're not living up to the meaning of your name, then you're not living out your purpose. Ooh. And so if you want to know what your purpose is, if you want to live it out, start there. It's one of the just one of the puzzle pieces that we use.
2: So Jill, I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit. So okay. when we talk about purpose and potential and this concept of limitless potential. Yeah. What do you tell people when they come up to you and just say, Jill, I feel limited. I feel confined. I don't feel that my potential has endless bounds. What do I do next? what What is your go-to response to a question? <laughs> um,
1: my first response is I get it. I've felt that way so many times in, in my life, which is why, uh, you know, I think I've been given this purpose myself is – you know, so many times I felt that there was a ceiling on me, or that I couldn't break through um, to a new place. You know, I I moved around a lot when I was a kid. My parents moved; we moved about every five years, and so I was always having to redefine myself. And um, so I I understand how you feel. Uh, there's a there's a a quote that I I just. Came to me one day and it's you can't be boxed in, held back, shut up or stopped when you know who you are and who you are. Mm. And so, you know, if you know who you are, if you know who you are and you go with the pace and the timing of your life, you know, you allow it to kind of unfold instead of forcing it to happen. Um, you can't you literally can cannot be boxed in, held back, shut up or stopped. And I truly believe that. Uh, I truly believe that a lot of the times we don't have a voice. Uh, We don't know what our voice is yet. We're trying to identify, you know, what is my message? And um, it just is when when you understand you do have a message that there is only one you, you were created so special. You were created so differently than anyone else. Uh, And then you put the work ethic behind it and the system behind it. Then I truly believe you can get, you know, to where you want to go.
0: Wow, that was powerful.
2: Yeah, no kidding. I couldn't write that one down fast enough. I'm glad you said it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just marked it where what minute and second it was in the interview, so I could go back <laughs> and look at it again.
2: I was like, mm, I'm ready to is. change my letterboard in my office. That's probably yeah. going on it. I love that.
1: So I'll send good. you a I'll send you a little pretty picture of it. Or oh yeah, something.
2: Please do, please do. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is what I love
0: about, you know, these conversations that we have on this podcast is that I had no idea we were going to go in this direction and name. Me either. This, this yeah. is powerful. This is like this is really <laughs> this has given me so many ideas on, on helping and coaching and Oh um, good.
1: I'm so glad. You know, I feel like um there was this time in, in my life, like I, I told you, like I was such an achiever and such a goal setter. And my whole life was about striving and achievement. And yet inside, I didn't ever have like a place of peace or fulfillment because I always needed more. And, uh, you know, the world will tell you that you have to hustle and you have to grind. You know, I think that's the thing that we're trying to tell our kids all the time. Like, and yes, you do have to develop that hustle muscle, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But you also, you know, have to understand what matters most to you. And um, I didn't know that when I was young. I just worked for the sake of working and, you know, succeeding and achieving because I thought it was the right thing to do. And I had to kind of back up as I got, you know, into my 20s and late 20s and 30s, late 30s and figure out, well, what do what matters most to me? You know, what are my core values? Because a lot of the times we do this thing where we set these goals and we don't think we're setting the wrong goals, but we end up actually setting goals that don't align with the core of what is most important to us. So I think what I learned, you know, through my own uh, angst, if you will, and failures and everything else is just there's, there's a balance all the time between contentment and achievement. And if we can constantly be pursuing both, by understanding, first of all, what are my core values? Uh, that's an, another one of those puzzle pieces. Uh, what are the things that that make me kind of light up? What are the things that make me the strongest, that make me feel alive? Um, what are the values I'm going to live by? What's my safe and secure place? Then when you do that and you understand what makes you who you are on the inside, then you can start achieving and go really where you want to end up on the outside
2: wow, wow. yeah just gotta take a second and digest that's good stuff. yeah
0: <laughs> I, i'm sitting here listening to this and you know we're in the process of creating a, a certification for folks who want to be life coaches for youth and i'm thinking wow they need this they this is because i most of the youth that are deal with are, are they struggle with these kind of issues. Even yeah. the high achievers struggle with understanding, you know, who they are, whose they are, just getting that whole thing because they are told to be so many different things. Um, and, and their life is, is influenced by social media and, and their peer groups that are that are telling them that they need to be this or that. They don't need to do this. They need to be involved with this. And it may not be who they are as a core person or who they can be. as yeah. a core person. Mm. It's so
1: easy to get off track right now because we've just got so much messaging coming at us mm. and they've got so much messaging coming at them, you know, just constantly. And so you really have to know what it is you want. You really have to know who you are. Um, and so that you stay on track, you know, all of us, can lose focus and become distracted so easily in this day and age. And I think one of the things is so important is that this, you know, we need to to number our days and to understand we don't have forever. You know, we we don't know how long we're going to be here. We don't have forever to make an impact in the world, and um, we need to make each day count. So it's important to have you know the big picture vision, but also that daily practice of knowing how to walk it out and achieve it, you know, just every single day. Abby has a favorite question. Oh, I was going to gonna say, Abby I was else. ready for it.
2: I was ready for it, James. So, my all time favorite question of all time. And it was actually, James, you'll find this funny. We were in class the other day in my leadership seminar and they, we have to interview some people and they were like, well, what question are you going to ask? And of course this question was on my list.
1: <laughs> I'm scared, so, so, What
2: is the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: Oh my goodness! The best piece of advice. Okay, let's see. Um, I think now that I'm at where I am, it would be to really be present in the moment for every stage of your life. Not look forward all the time. I have futuristic as one of my five top five strengths. So I automatically look forward and I think it's appreciate value and learn from the season that you're in right now, because how you treat the season that you're in right now is going to determine the next season and the next season and the next place that you'll be and who you will become. So just be present, take advantage, you know, be there and show up for all of it. And don't look ahead. Don't look back. Just you know, stay right there and trust that the process is going to work out for you.
2: That's
1: awesome.
0: Jill, how can our audience get in touch with you?
1: So I have a website, brandnewyou.org. I uh, would love to hear from you. You can email me, jill at brandnewyou.org. You can follow me on Facebook. I don't know if your audience is over on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, sorry about that, but <laughs> uh, my kids are. So, uh, let's see. Jill at brandnewu.org is probably the best place, and and you're welcome to reach out to me there.
0: And audience, we'll put all of those in the show notes. So, if you're watching this, you can just you know scroll down and look into show notes. You'll immediately find the links. If you're listening to this through a podcast, go back to your app and read the uh, show notes there, and you'll find the links as well there. Um, Jill, this has been fun and I'm we taking
1: fun. I love what you're doing. I'm just so glad that you are in this fight in this battle for the youth and the you know what we're doing in in this day and age and thank you. Just you thank- know one of
0: the things that, that that I enjoy about interviewing uh people like yourself that that coach adults in their life is that we don't need to have to wait for this to be adults to take advantage of these things. And yet so often we feel like some people feel like these are not going to apply to a younger audience. But they may even apply more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If they can get this from a young age and they won't have to go through all the hurdles and the, you know, the stress. That's that's what I always tell my kids. If you will, you know, be a learner and learn from our mistakes, (laughs) you know, (laughs) then you won't have to go through the pain we did. But you know we, we learned through pain too.
0: That's exactly right. So audience, uh, share, like, and comment on this. There's somebody that you know uh, that needs to hear this message, that needs to learn from this, uh, that needs this in their life. Whether they're younger or older, uh, they need this kind of message. Until next week, uh, we'll be back again with another episode of the Gen Z Show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. And follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.